Support for IPR comes from Hands in Harmony, a therapeutic healthcare facility with a splash of spa and a team of holistic healers to help in the quest for health, harmony, and happiness. Cedar Rapids and Mount Vernon. Classes, massage, and more at myhih.com. Today is Tuesday. It is the 24th of October. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. State officials have identified two more domestic bird flocks with highly pathogenic avian influenza. That's according to the Iowa Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship. The Iowa Capital Dispatch reports the very contagious and deadly virus was recently confirmed in a commercial flock of about 47,500 turkeys in Pocahontas County and a backyard flock of about 50 birds in Guthrie County. The virus is transmitted by wild migrating birds, and there have been a total of three flocks infected this fall in Iowa, The first was a flock of about 50,000 turkeys in Buena Vista County. Entire flocks are culled to prevent the spread of the disease. About 16 million birds were killed in Iowa last year because of the virus. Human infection by the virus are rare. Iowa City is running a two-year experiment to see whether making its public buses free will impact demand for the service. IPR's Zachary Orrin-Smith has the early ridership numbers. Since August, the yellow flashing signs announcing what line a bus circulates has alternated with the words FREE in all caps. Until recently, ridership numbers have lagged pre-COVID-19 levels. Last year, ridership stood at just 26% of what it was in 2019. But in September, the second month of the Fair Free program, ridership saw a nearly 40% increase compared to last year. That's an additional 40,000 trips across all its lines. Prior to the program, bus fares made up 8% of Iowa City Transit's revenue. If the fare-free scheme boosts numbers sufficiently, Iowa City Transit hopes to keep its buses free for years to come. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott's presidential campaign says the Republican is shifting staff and money from New Hampshire to Iowa in an effort to boost his standing in the leadoff caucus state, which is less than three months until it happens. Scott plans to open a new state headquarters in suburban Des Moines and double his Iowa staff, though campaign aides did not say yesterday how many people would be moving from New Hampshire. Scott's campaign manager says Tim Scott is all in on Iowa. A Northwest Iowa high school has confirmed one of its students was the victim of a weekend hunting incident in Dickinson County. According to a GoFundMe page shared by Okoboji High School, Joe Salmon was hunting waterfowl Saturday morning near Lower Gar Lake when he was shot in the head. He was airlifted to a Sioux Falls hospital where he remains hospitalized. Salmon is considered a local hero after he and several others saved a man whose vehicle fell through the ice on East Okoboji Lake last February. Okoboji High School Activities Director Nick Mulder is also the school's football coach. That's who Joe is. He doesn't flinch. Uh, He attacks everything that's in his way. We're real proud of Joe. Mulder says besides the GoFundMe page, there are two local fundraising efforts that have already been created to support Salmon and this family. The Iowa Department of Natural Resources is investigating the events that led up to Saturday's incident. A Chickasaw County firefighter died in an accident involving two department vehicles on Sunday. A report from the Iowa State Patrol says an Ionia fire truck and a UTV converted for firefighting were trying to pass a slow-moving tractor as they responded to a fire call at around 4 p.m. The fire truck struck the back of the UTV, causing it to roll. The driver, 43-year-old Anthony Hoffman of Ionia, was ejected. Hoffman was flown to Mayo Clinic in Minnesota, where he later died. 
And the Iowa Cyber Club is launching a cybersecurity ambassador program to help educate everyone about threats. Iowa State University cybersecurity professor Doug Jacobson says some of the ambassadors will be students. And they can go out and into the community, they can go out into the schools and really promote the idea of cybersecurity, you know, talk to talk to people about you know, various cybersecurity issues. They will also have community ambassadors. He says they are working through some of the logistics on how the ambassadors will get the word out in their local communities. Jacobson says for some groups it should be easy to do. The program will officially launch in one week on October 31st. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. You can find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.